Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Tuesday, January 30th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Tuesday card. We have two days of NHL action left before the All-Star break, two games tonight. And we have a three-pack coming your way tomorrow night. And then all the festivities begin in Toronto uh, for All-Star weekend beginning on Thursday, including a four-day break for the two of us here. Uh, We will be off, of course, Thursday through Sunday and back on Monday the first day of NHL action following uh, the All-Star break. Uh, Before we get into recapping Nashville-Ottawa, the only game last night, and looking ahead to the two games tonight, we do have some news. We have some uh, news tomorrow that we're going to break on the uh, show uh, about the show moving forward, and we're very happy and pleased to uh, bring it to you tomorrow. So we'll have more details about that on Wednesday's show. But on today's show, we have some big BetCast news for you uh, here for the month of February. Uh, The first bit of news uh, regarding the BetCast is we are going to be bringing you not one, not two, not sounds like LeBron now, not one, not two, not three, but four, four live BetCasts in the month of February. And we are excited about that. We are going to bring you four live BetCasts coming up in the month of February Two of them will be free BetCasts available to the public. Two of them will be Patreon exclusive uh, for our Patreon members who have signed up for $10 per month. So we are going to pack in four BetCasts for you in the month of February. And we are definitely uh, excited about that. And the other news regarding the BetCast is we have uh, a date for our first of the four BetCasts coming your way in the month of February. And the date will be, and if you remember back to last year on Super Bowl weekend, we delivered a rare Saturday live BetCast. And that is what we are doing once again this year. How we might start making this a tradition on uh, Super Bowl weekend to bring you a Saturday live BetCast. And that's what we're doing. Our first live BetCast for the month of February. It's coming your way Super Bowl weekend. There it is on the screen. The Ice Guys Super Bowl Weekend, Super Saturday, NHL Live BetCast, Saturday, February the 10th. Uh, again, the, the night before the Super Bowl between the Niners and the Chiefs. We are very much looking forward to it. 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific will be the start of that BetCast. And you're wondering, what's with the start time? That's pretty weird. 6 p.m. Eastern. Well, there is a game Saturday night. February 10th at 6 p.m. Eastern. Oh, and it's a pretty damn good one. Colorado Avalanche and Florida Panthers uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, February 10th. So we will be on that BetCast at the start of that game, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, And we will be on for the whole night. We'll do all the the Saturday night games. We'll stay on through the end of the late game as well, which is Oilers and Kings that night, Edmonton, L.A., which should be a very interesting game. Uh, so we're excited. Uh, once again, we will bring you a Super Bowl weekend, a live a BetCast uh, on Saturday, February the 10th, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and again, we will have three BetCasts 
after that as well uh, in the month of February. Now, I know we did last year on the Saturday of Super Bowl weekend a marathon betcast. We started right after the Daily Show from like 2 p.m. Eastern all the way to 1 a.m. Eastern. We will not be doing that this time. It was a lot of fun. We somehow made it through it. <laughs> it was just a little bit too long. We had to take multiple breaks and that. Uh, it felt like you were working an overtime shift. However, we w- what we will do, and of course we'll have the Daily Show at noon Eastern, there are four 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central starts on Saturday, February 10th. There's a ton of early games. What we will do is we'll do a mini betcast during the live Daily Show. Okay, at noon Eastern. So what we're going to do is while we'll be breaking down the Saturday games and the Saturday card as usual, we will also be giving you some live wagers for the early 1 p.m. Eastern games. Um, And uh, after we do best bets on the Saturday show, we might even stay on for another, you know, 15, 20 minutes just to go through some of the because there's four games at 1 p.m. Eastern that day. So we might just give you an extra little 15, 20 minutes after the daily show and just give you a a mini little bet cast and then we'll sign off and then we will rejoin you at 6 p.m. Eastern uh, that night for the actual bet cast. So it's a loaded Saturday slate that day and we're looking forward to a Saturday night Super Bowl weekend live bet cast on February 10th. Again, this one is public free for all. Uh, this one will be available to anyone and everyone. Uh, Alex, I'm excited for bet cast starting with this one on Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, I mean, we told you guys we're going to be amping things up once football winds down. And like I said, just like last year, although it won't be nearly as long as the marathon we did last year, but uh, but certainly kicking it off with uh, Super Saturday and uh, then going right on into the month. And so uh, before you know it, you know, it'll be letting right into March and April. And of course, when the playoffs, uh, the playoff picture starts getting clearer and the playoffs start to arrive, we'll be having these as well. So just looking forward to the entire second half of the uh, season and part of that being the multiple bet casts we will have over the next few months. No doubt. And stay tuned because we will have the dates of the three other bet casts uh, in the month of February, probably next week. Uh, we will have decided on that. Uh, we will announce those once they are confirmed. All right. Last night, only one game, of course, Nashville, Ottawa um, was a one and one split for me. The only things I ended up officially on was the full game over, which hit. Unfortunately, the best bet fell short. Nashville, Ottawa, both teams to score. I mean, Nashville did their thing. They got two goals. Ottawa probably should have had a goal. Uh, Soros was very good in the first period. It wasn't until the second period Ottawa got their offense on track. But look, give credit to the Senators. I mean, that was a brutal first period, defensively making mistakes, you know, Mad Sogard, not great, although there was a couple goals he couldn't have done too much about. I thought he played better as the game went on. And then Ottawa did, didn't give up. You know, They were down 2 nothing in that game uh, early uh, to the uh, Nashville Predators. They found a way to uh, respond 3 nothing actually. And then they found a, a way to uh, bounce back, get the four unanswered goals to come back and win an overtime. Wonderful goal, wonderful play they made for that overtime winner uh, as well, uh, courtesy of Giroux and a 4-3 Ottawa Senator victory in overtime. I'm kind of disappointed I, I didn't take the draw, which, of course, hit, of course, draw season, man. Uh, it's, we've been talking about it all year. Now, Alex hit with the draw. Jimmy Murphy had the draw as his best bet when he joined yeah. us yesterday. So kudos to him for that. Uh, and a nice win for Ottawa. Great resilience. That's what you want to see for a team that's had a tough season. It's way out of it. They didn't give in in that game, and they found a way to uh, get the job done and come back. Speaking of draw season, a certain uh, Matt Murley over on the uh, – uh, the, the Chicklets game notes, and he does a lot of things with them. Uh, I noticed a tweet there uh, yesterday saying, yeah. yeah, it looks like draw season in the NHL. Uh, I kind of took uh, I had to do a little double take when I saw that. 
And I'm, uh, my, my guess is it's probably pure coincidence. And look, draw. See, people are starting to get the, the the hang of it finally after all this time. We've been preaching the draw for all season, and now only now are people finding out? Wow, there's been a shit ton of overtime games and shootouts in the NHL. And maybe that's just decided. Yeah, it looks like it's draw season right now. <laughs> as long as um, you know, it's, as long as uh, you don't take credit for originating the phrase. That's all I'll say, originating the slogan, because that's ours. That's our baby here at the Ice Guys. Draw season. We originated the draw season. We invented it. We came up with that term. So don't you dare uh, try to take uh, credit for coming up with that phrase if you're uh, that group. But, uh, Alex, what did you think of last night's game? Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time that someone took a a bet that we made famous on here and kind of made it into their own little uh, model of sorts. But we'll we'll make sure the pink vodka people stay in check as far as that goes. And it is draw season. I mean, we're we're all aware of it, and we all should be celebrating it accordingly and uh, and betting these draws. So it was a nice uh, cash. Like I said, you see three nothing after uh, you know fifteen seventeen minutes of play. You think, ah, oh, well, that's probably uh, in the trash, but not so fast. You got Ottawa at home. That you know fighting back and, and, you know, showing some resiliency. And that's good for them, even though, you know, uh, both teams really, you know, showing that fight going into, like I said, you still got another game left before hitting into the break. You could have easily just sat on that one at home and lost 6 nothing, 7 nothing uh, to the Preds. But, no, they're, they're showing some fight and showing some life. Even though they're last in the division, maybe they can build upon that. I don't know if it's going to take them too far because uh, I think the goaltending is still, still sketchy. I think they still have a lot of issues. Uh, and I don't think Jacques Martin's a, a good fit in today's NHL. I said that uh, when when they hired him. So uh, with all that being said, great to get the uh, the draw there. But you know, it's just kind of one of those games that you know you're not gonna really harbor on it too much unless you start to see something roll out of the break with either one of these teams. And like I said, with these two teams playing tomorrow, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think we already are hearing that um, for uh, uh, David Riddick will be going for LA. I was looking at that, and I think Soros might even be going again for Nashville. So that's something that's interesting. I thought maybe they would try to rest Soros, but from what I'm seeing on early reports, it's Soros and Riddick tomorrow in that game with LA and Nashville. So things to look at with you know guys are they tired, fatigued? We're looking at Columbus on the you know second of a uh, or or at the end of this road trip as well. So a lot of different things, a lot of factors these last two days that'll pop up that might be spot specific that we wouldn't be looking at say right after we get out of the. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, going to be interesting to see now Nashville, who need points, by the way. And that's actually a very big-time game as far as importance level for L.A. versus Nashville tomorrow night right before the uh, All-Star break. Uh, points, valuable points on the table uh, for both of those teams as they try to make that playoff push uh, in the uh, Western Conference. All right, let's get into the uh, two games here for this uh, Tuesday night slate. And we begin with the Columbus Blue Jackets taking on the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis minus 150 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, here in this game. Uh, this has been a hellacious road trip and road schedule for the Columbus Blue Jackets. This will be their fifth straight road game, which started January the 23rd, uh, this road trip for them. This is going to be their fifth game in eight days after starting in Edmonton going to Calgary, going to Vancouver, going to Seattle. And now you got to make this little pit stop here in the Midwest in St. Louis before you hit the all-star break. So um, just a difficult, hellacious, road-weary. A lot of air miles have built up, you know, for this Columbus team. And you wonder how they'll be able to handle it because 
Uh, I'll tell you what, this uh, Blue Jackets team, while I like their effort in a lot of these games, you start to the beginning, back to the beginning of the road trip, the 4-1 loss at Edmonton, that was a dead-even hockey game. In fact, you could even say Columbus maybe slightly had the edge of play, but they lost 4-1, as usual, couldn't get a puck in the net on Edmonton or Skinner, who's been great. The Calgary game, 5-2, they were the better team, and they got the victory they deserved there. Uh, the Vancouver game, which was just a uh, awful loss for them because they were up 4-1 to one going into the third period. Uh, and then the third period demise of the Columbus Blue Jackets, is, which has been a recurring theme for them all season long. Just horrendous hockey team in the third period this year. The third period goal differential is brutal. Uh, and we saw it come, in come to fruition once again against Vancouver. Up 4-1, blow that lead. Canucks ended up tying it. 4-4, and then the Canucks end up winning it 5-4 uh, in overtime. And then an absolutely brutal spot uh, at Seattle, second of a back-to-back -back on the road, fourth game uh, in six nights for them on this road trip uh, against the Kraken on Sunday night. And I got to still give them credit because they got absolutely um, demolished in the first period, 3-0, but somehow in, an, in that absolutely brutal spot, they actually hung in there, hung in there, they actually scored two goals in the third to make Seattle sweat a little bit because they got it to three to two. And here I am with Seattle team total over three and a half in that game. And I'm waiting until the dying seconds when Tanev puts it into the empty net to finally cash that sucker. I mean, my goodness, uh, four two it ended up for Seattle. But given how brutal a spot that was for the Columbus Blue Jackets, the effort was admirable from them. I think the effort will be strong again. You can't question this team's effort level. It's just it's just given up too many goals. It's breaks breakdowns at the wrong time. It's taken too many penalties. It's goaltending that doesn't make the key save when they need it. That's been the difference in these losses on this road trip for Columbus outside of the Calgary win, the one win they got on this road trip. So it's going to be interesting to see how they fare. One thing we know about St. Louis is that they are playing, they're finding ways to win. They're not always playing well as far as, you know, outplaying the opponent. Because if you actually look, you know, the Calgary game they won, outshot. The Vancouver game they won in overtime, outshot, outchanced, outplayed pretty much. Seattle game that they won in overtime, they were definitely outplayed in that. I mean, that was a very tough loss for Seattle. They deserved a better fate. They deserved to win that game. And St. Louis, despite the run of play being against them, they end up winning in overtime. The L.A. game was a little bit more even. I think that game was pretty close. You know, they weren't outplayed there, St. Louis. So they're definitely more, you know, er deserving of the win, I thought, against the Kings uh, on Sunday afternoon. No question about that. But they're finding ways to win. And it's why it's hard sometimes to say, you know what, this team's getting outshot, outchanced, all this the run of the play is going against them. The expected goal margin is, you know, going against them every game. And yet they're finding ways to win. And, and there's something to that uh, that you have to admire about St. Louis. Now, do I want to lay minus 150 with them, even though they're playing well? They've won five in a row, finding ways to win right now? Absolutely not. I don't want to lay this price with St. Louis. Uh, but at the same time, Columbus, end of this brutally long road trip, fifth game in eight nights, all the way from home, and some key injuries. For Columbus going into this game as well. When you look at their situation, when you look at obviously uh, Adam Fantilli in particular, who's going to be out for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets tonight uh, in this game. Uh, Merzlikens has been confirmed in net for the uh, Blue Jackets. I was a little unsure who it was going to be. Would it be him or would it be Tarasov? But we are going to see Merzlikens in net. Jordan Binnington 
Uh, we'll get the call for the St. Louis Blues here in this game uh, against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Bennington was actually quite good against Seattle uh, because if you think about it, he kept the minute. He had to face 36 shots, and when Seattle got to 3-1, he held them at 3-1. That being said, he's been a little bit shaky. I would say the better part of his last four or five starts, he's given up at least three goals uh, in four of his last five starts, so that is something to uh, keep in mind. Bottom line is, I really, really like this game. I think I've got like five pregame bets on this game alone, quite honestly, be uh, before it even starts. So it's, it's almost like I need this big, long sheet of paper to read them all out. That's how much uh, uh, I've got involved here as far as different type of bets. First things first, first period over. St. Louis has gone to the first period over, what, in uh, three straight games uh, on this road trip. And really, it should have been uh, four straight because the Calgary game before that should have went over in the first period, and it didn't. But the last three St. Louis games have gone over in the first period. Columbus is 7-2 and two to the over in the first period in the last nine games. Uh, the only two that didn't go over in the first was that 4-3 Vancouver game on the weekend, which actually still went over the full game. And then there was, a, I believe, for Columbus, a 5 nothing loss to Winnipeg uh, that also stayed under in the first. Other than that, seven of the last nine Jackets games have gone over in the first period. I like first period over. I like both teams to score first period because Columbus, hey, if you're going to trust Columbus, trust them early. You can't trust them late. The third period is where the Blue Jackets uh, get uh, the that, that's when the rain falls on the blue jacket and you can't wear the jacket anymore. You know, it gets destroyed by a big storm. You know, you can't wear that jacket anymore by the time the third period comes around. That's how bad they've been. The goal differential is atrocious in the third period. So I like first period over both teams to score first period full game over as well. Uh, six and a half St. Louis. They've been going over the total lately as well. Uh, four straight overs uh, for the blues going into this game. Uh, and Columbus as well. We've seen uh, for them, uh, them trend over the total full game as well. Um, I like that. I'm on the Blues team total over three and a half. I'm not done yet. First, keep track. Let's let's get make sure everybody's keeping track here. First period over. Both teams to score first period. Full game over. St. Louis team total over three and a half, which I think is a very reasonable price right now, uh, considering what the Jackets are giving up to their opponent. Jackets have given up four goals or more to the opposition uh, in, I'm just uh, double checking here, seven of the last nine games. They have given up at least four goals uh, to their opponents. So to me, I see St. Louis over three and a half is very reasonable uh, to look in that direction as well uh, in this game with their team total over. So there's four bets right there. First period over, full game over. Um, St. Louis team total over uh, three and a half. Full game over six and a half. There's four bets. I have a fifth as well, and it's draw season, baby. Draw as well here for me. Blue Jackets and Blues. How can you not? Three straight games past regulation for St. Louis. Even the games lately that have gone, you know, not gone to overtime for Columbus. Look at the Seattle game. They got it to 3-2. It was that close to get into overtime before Seattle put it away into the empty net. So I think we've got a real chance for overtime here as well. So that's five bets for me pregame. Uh, on this Blue Jackets and Blues game. And one more note to mention as far as the full game over six and a half, which I'm also on, five straight overs head-to-head -head between Columbus and St. Louis, all of them seven goals or more. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Columbus, St. Louis? Well, we're, we're pretty much in the, in the same page. I don't have as many bets as you do. I don't have the full game over, but it makes total sense. And if you're rolling with everything that Ian likes, you might as well uh, tag on 
correct score for three St. Louis. We've seen this come through in the last four games. So, I mean, that, that's yep. over six and a half. That's an overtime score of three, three makes total sense. So blues four, three is definitely something uh, to grab. If you're going to uh, tail at least two or more of those plays, but I'm right there with you on the draw. I'm right there on the, both teams to score in the first period, and I'm right there with Blues team total over three and a half. I am going to wait for the first period over in game. Now, you can grab it as low as $1.44 at FanDuel. That's fine. I have some of that in pocket, but I'm going to try and look for $1.15 to $1.20 or, or, or better uh, within that range in game. So I like first period over, but I want to get a better price in game to go along with first period, both teams to score. Blues team total over three and a half minus 120. And the draw, I got that at plus 360. Yep. I mean, the, to me, this is, look, this is one of those deals where it's kind of like the uh, Seattle-Columbus game where we had a bunch of bets on that game. We hit every one, except the over six. That pushed. But everything else won for me with Columbus-Seattle. And same thing with LA-St. Louis. I had three bets on that game. Draw, first period over, full game over, 3-0. and I don't mind, pile, especially with just a two-game slate, I don't mind piling on five bets on the same game if I think it makes sense, and I think it's got a great shot, and I do think this has a great yeah. shot. I think there's Agreed. goals early, there's goals often, there's goals late, and I think there's probably more of them for St. Louis. And like I think over 3.5 minus 104 for the St. Louis team total, that's a very reasonable bargain price yeah. there, to yes. be quite honest, that it's only minus 104 uh, in that game as well. Uh, full game over 6.5, again, Blues have been trending over Columbus as well and five and O to the over in the head to head series. And then of course the draw, you know, why not three straight overtime games? And then Alex throws in the correct score. St. Louis four, three, why not a couple bucks on that too? We've only seen that as the exact score for St. Louis in four straight games. And it's plus 1400. still. so you yep. still getting tremendous value. That's a number they could have easily knocked down the below uh, a 10 to one range because it's hit yep. four in a row. So, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I, I I would be very disappointed if uh, of those five bets I mentioned were not at least three and two. I would be very disappointed because I think there's a great chance for three and two or four and one or better uh, with those uh, five uh, bets. And then for props, you know, obviously in a game where we think there's going to be some offense, um, Shinikov is the guy to look at. He's with Jenner and Goudreau tonight with Fantilli out. There's a little shuffling going on from Pascal uh, Vincent. Uh, Shinikov has been terrific. Uh, what can, what can you say? He's been one of the catalysts for Columbus. Uh, so him his props are worth a look. I think that second line's very intriguing tonight. Kent Johnson with Dmitry Voronkov, who has really started to heat up again lately, and Kirill Marchenko uh, on that second line for Columbus. Take your pick with those three guys. I think they're all worth a look. Uh, Tessier on the third line, too. Tessier scored a wonderful shorthanded goal uh, against Vancouver over the weekend. And he's been a big-time threat for the uh, Blue Jackets, in, in particularly shorthanded. So uh, definitely some good looks there for Columbus. You know, I would also be on Columbus's team total uh, over 2.5 if the juice wasn't so heavy. Like I, I just don't want to lay minus 154 uh, on it. But uh, I certainly could see Columbus getting the three goals, especially because we think it could be a 4-3 final score once again uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues in this game. And then for St. Louis, Robert Thomas, yep. I mean, he's been uh, outstanding. Buchnevich, he's heating up. We talk about how Kairou's been a different player since Drew Bannister's been the head coach. Uh, so anyone on that top line, you could go uh, in that direction. And then there's two on the second line that I don't think you can sleep on. You have to you have to look at Braden Chen right now. I mean, the captain has just got it rolling right now offensively. 
for the uh, St. Louis Blues, including a couple of game winners. And then, of course, our guy, won't you be my neighbor, Jake Neighbors, uh, on that second line as well. So I think if you look at, you focus in on Chinakov, you focus in on that second line for Columbus, and then you focus in on the Buchnevich, Kairou, um, Thomas, and Neighbors, and Shen uh, group of five for St. Louis. You're going to have a good chance, I think, to cash some props tonight, whether it's goal props, assist props, point props, uh, you name it. So it uh, should be an interesting game, uh, Columbus and uh, St. Louis. And again, this is a Blues run that they put together, Alex, that has them right back uh, in the playoff mix uh, in the uh, Western Conference. All right, the second game tonight, Seattle and San Jose. We've got the Kraken minus 230 road favorites. Five and a half the total, which you don't see every day. Five and a half, you're shaded to the over. Uh, as far as this game is concerned, looks like for goaltending, we will see Mackenzie Blackwood get the uh, start in net for the San Jose Sharks here in this game. Um, Blackwood started out the year definitely as the better of the two goalies between him and Kapo Kakinen. Kakinen's actually played a little bit better at times uh, in uh, recent starts, no question about that. Um, Blackwood, the last uh, couple times we've seen, he's actually given up three goals or less in three straight starts. You know, the last time he had a really rough game was Ottawa. He gave up five goals on January 13th. Since then, he's only given up six goals and three starts for this uh, Sharks team. So he has played pretty solid uh, as of uh, late. We'll see if he can carry that over. Uh, big absence for San Jose is Tomas Hurdle is going to miss this game uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So obviously that's a, a key component. The veteran will miss this game for the uh, Sharks uh, due to a uh, injury. Uh, so there's going to be some shakeups right now for the uh, San Jose forward group. I'll get to that in a minute when it comes to uh, props. On the other side of the equation, you've got the Seattle Kraken uh, looking to uh, keep it rolling after a uh, nice win for them against uh, Columbus the other night. Really took advantage of a Columbus team in a very tough spot playing Vancouver, collapsing like they did against the Canucks, and they had to go to Seattle to play the Kraken the very next night. And yet Columbus was a fucking thorn in their side. They just wouldn't go away. They got it to 3-2. Seattle needing an empty net goal uh, to put that game away uh, and eventually get the 4-2 victory uh, in that game against the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, or against the Columbus Blue Jackets, I should say. Now playing the uh, San Jose Sharks here. We'll see how this one goes for them. The interesting thing about Seattle is during the wins that they had early in their win streak, most of them were low-scoring games. Then they started to see their offense start to roll later in that road trip win streak. Then the injuries hit. Then the road schedule really started to hit them as well, and all the games they had to play. And they had some injuries too. They had uh, Vince Dunn missing time. They had Maddie Beneers missing time. They had uh, Bjorkstrand banged up as well. And then suddenly that's when they went on that four-game losing streak where they lost at Pittsburgh, at New York, at Edmonton, lost at home against Toronto, and they only scored five goals in those four games combined. But since the Chicago home game and getting Beneers back, getting Vince Dunn back on the blue line, who's one of their best, probably is their best offensive defenseman, and, and he just drives so much of the offense and moves that puck so effortlessly uh, from defense to offense. Since they got Beneers and Bjorkstrand and Dunn uh, and all those guys back, you know, Seattle's offense starting to cook again. You know, six. Now, look, Soderblom, as we all know, is terrible. And that was a big part of the story against Chicago with the six goals. But they scored three, and they generated 36 shots against St. Louis. And if not for Bennington, it could have been a lot more than three goals that night from the uh, Seattle Kraken. And then they put up four against uh, Columbus the other night. So the offense is certainly better 
with uh, what we with now those key players back like Dunn and Beniers and Bjorkstrand in particular. So can they score against this San Jose team? You'd like to think they can. They certainly had no issue scoring against San Jose at Climate Pledge earlier this season. The only previous head-to-head meeting this year, Seattle-San Jose, 7-1 to in favor of the Seattle Kraken back on November the 23rd. Uh, seven goals for the Kraken. Game flew over the total in that game. San Jose against Buffalo, their three-game win streak got snapped, losing 5-2. to two. Uh, that was a good game for me. I had first period full game over there with the uh, Sabres uh, and the Sharks uh, on Saturday. Um, so for this game, I'm going to keep it simple here with uh, this one, Seattle and San Jose. Two bets here. We're going to go over three and a half minus 120 for Seattle team total over. It's a bet I cashed with on Sunday, although that was way more of a fucking sweat than it should have been. That was ridiculous, man. Three goals in the first period. I'm waiting there like a dope for the final seconds of the third period for that fourth goal to hit, finally, uh, courtesy of the empty net. Uh, but we got there, and they got to four. Uh, that's all that matters. Go back to that. Seattle team total over three and a half, minus 120 here tonight against San Jose. And I also am on the full game over here, five and a half, uh, again, at minus 120. Um, you know, the only question would be, can San Jose help you out offensively? I think they can. San Jose, if you look at their recent games, you know, they scored five against Anaheim, four against LA, three against the Rangers. If they get to three, game's got a great chance to go over the total. That's the way you got to look at it. If San Jose somehow gets to three goals, it's got a great chance to go over the total. So over five and a half minus a 120 uh, as well in this game. And keep in mind, we do not yet have a goalie confirmation for Seattle and I'm seeing Philip Grubauer projected, you know, in a couple of spots. And I thought maybe they would wait till after the All-Star break to put him in because they've been riding with Decord for a couple of games now, even after they activated Philip Grubauer from the IR. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he is able to uh, go uh, here in this game tonight for the uh, Kraken. If they do give the start uh, here to uh, Philip Grubauer uh, in this game uh, it probably makes the over a better bet if Grubauer's in because I'm just not at all sold, you know, on him being sharp in his first game in a long time. And let's be real. Seattle went on this great run the last month, not because Philip Grubauer did anything. It's because Joey Decord is the guy that got hot in net. Joey Decord's the guy that got this team to really dig in, play better defensively, and now their offense is picking up the last few games as well, like I said, with their uh, with their um, key players like Dunn, Beneers, and Bjorkstrand coming back. Not to mention, I also want to point out about Decord. While we love him, Alex and I have sung his praises, uh, as you know, all season long. And great kid. The interview we did on Chicklets was great. Um, he hasn't been nearly as sharp the last few starts, and he's played a shit ton of games. So even if it is Decord here tonight for C- I, I just it's not that he hasn't been poor. He hasn't been poor. He hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been nearly as good as what we saw from him when he first took the net after Grubauer uh, went down with injury. You know, if you remember, Alex, at the beginning of that road trip, this guy was giving up like two goals or less, three goals or less every game. He's been giving up a little bit more lately, but obviously he's still very capable. Either way, whether it's Grubauer, whether it's Decord, Kraken team total over, full game over for me. Alex, what do you think here? Seattle, San Jose. Yeah, I have to add that full game over uh, five and a half now, except uh, seeing that we could be uh, getting a sighting of Grubauer. But I liked the first period over one and a half. I actually grabbed yesterday at 125 and ended up cashing out this morning because it dropped down. I saw $1.15. Now you get $1.12 at FanDuel. So 
I bought back in at, at a cheaper price with the first period over. It's going to go on that five and a half uh, over at a dollar twenty. And also uh, looking at that team total with Seattle, you get three and a half. Like I said FanDuel has been fantastic some of these prices. A do- over a one hundred eight for over three and a half, which is uh, that, that's a really good price. I'm surprised it's not in the dollar twenty dollar thirty range, uh, like you've seen at, at some other books. So I think those are all three solid choices. Like I said. Either you're getting a possibly fatigued Accord or Grubauer, who just isn't, you know, we don't trust him nearly as much. And, and coming off of an injury could be shaky and due for a, a, a letdown of a game. And whoever's, you know, going with San Jose, we expect goals. So uh, this is just one of those kind of just keep it simple and just look for goals. No, no reason to look at a side here. I don't, like I said, San Jose, if they do come out with an effort early, that doesn't mean they can sustain it. Uh, so I wouldn't be looking at that. Nor, nor would I even be looking at Seattle live if they go down let's say if they, they they're down to nothing they're not worth grabbing at a small plus price because they could easily say as well hey let's you know this is our last game we're done let's just go on and move on san jose still has one more game left to play so uh stay away from the sides just roll with totals first period full game and cracking team total all right good stuff there all right as far as props um there are a few that i like here uh eberly's starting to heat up mccann's been great uh, Bjorkstrand, you know, as someone that, you know, is also now that he's healthy chipping in, I think those three stand out for me from a Seattle perspective. Vince Dunn as well from the blue line. I want to point out what he's done lately. Uh, he's been just um, on fire in terms of offensive production from the back end. About four goals, eight assists, 12 points in the last 11 games for Vince Dunn uh, from that blue line uh, for Seattle. So, you know, he's definitely a, a prop candidate that's live. Uh, the goal props, you never know because, you know, the goals are sporadic from him, but he is a consistent point producer. And with those apples keep piling up three in the last four games, as far as assists are concerned uh, for uh, Vince Dunn. So definitely he's a good prop candidate for San Jose. I do think San Jose might chip in a little bit here. Uh, and the ones that really stand out here for me, and again, with Tomas Hurdle out, there's a little shakeup up front. Logan Couture will center the top line with Fabian Zetterland and Mike Hoffman. Uh, Barabanov will be with William Eklund and Anthony Duclair uh, on the uh, second line. Uh, Zetterland, we've talked about him. He's got uh, 14 goals. For this team, that's damn good to have a 14-goal score. Uh, and uh, Fabian Zetterland with uh, two goals in the last uh, four games for the uh, San Jose Sharks. I like what I see lately, too, from William Eklund. Uh, he's got three points in the last three games, goal and two assists. So he is someone I think could chip in as well uh, at the offensive end for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, those are the ones that really kind of um, stand out a little bit here to me as far as the Sharks are concerned. You'd want to talk about a weird statistical uh, anomaly is what I call it because you don't think of this guy as someone that's going to put up a lot of points. But if you really want to get creative and you want to get in a bargain bin uh, type of mood, and you know I always like to do that, Jan Ruda, of all people. Now think about this guy going back to when he was with Tampa and winning Stanley Cups with the Lightning. Jan Ruda on their blue line, he's a shutdown defenseman, okay? This guy has never been known to be a Bobby Orr, Paul Coffey type, you know, skating up the ice and, and, and pouring in the points offensively. That's never been his game, never. But right now, I can't explain it, but Jan Ruda for the San Jose Sharks in the last four games, this guy's got five points. I can't explain it, how this just all of a sudden happened. This guy did not have a single point, I believe, for the San Jose Sharks in like the almost double-digit game streak of no points. And all of a sudden here, Jan Ruda for the Sharks the last 
uh, four games, he has five points for this team and two goals as well uh, during this run. So it boggles the mind because this is just not his game. You know, being an offensive producer from the blue line. This is a guy that had nine points, three goals, and 56 games with Pittsburgh last year. He actually had a solid 18-point season, but 76 games with Tampa. And then there were games there, 35 games, eight points, no goals, uh, seven points, 33 games, one goal. I mean, he's just not an offensive defenseman. And yet here he is all of a sudden, five points in the last four games, five. It's hard to explain it. And two goals as well. So if, if you're feeling adventurous, you may be a Jan Ruda uh, look tonight. Uh, although I don't think because I, I got to see if he's got assist props. Now he is on the top pair, but he doesn't normally play power play. Yeah, there are no assist props. There are no point props. The only thing you can bet with Jan Ruda is a goal prop. But he does have two uh, in the last four games. And it's 16 to 1 plus, <laughs> plus 1,600 uh, at Bet Rivers. Brian Ruda to find the back of the net tonight. Just saying, a couple bucks. That's all you need. And, and if he somehow magic strikes again for him, uh, it ends up paying off quite nicely. All right, great stuff. Shout out to everyone in the chat, 172 live viewers. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Uh, hope you enjoyed the analysis of the two-game card. We could go in extensive into both games because there's only two. A reminder, again, if you missed it earlier in the show, we'll put it on the screen again. Super Bowl weekend, Super Saturday NHL Live Betcast. Saturday, February 10th, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific. The start of the Colorado-Florida game that night. We got our Panthers in action, uh, and they've been good to me lately. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, February the 10th. Uh, we're looking forward to it. We're not doing the all-day, all-night affair like we did last year on the Super Bowl Saturday. Uh, but we will be on that entire night. There's some good games. Wraps up with Edmonton versus Los Angeles Saturday night, February the 10th. Uh, so we're excited about that BetCast. It'll be our first BetCast after the All-Star break and uh, first BetCast in the month of February. Uh, looking forward to it again. DM or email me or Alex for a spot on the BetCast, and we will be sure to send you the StreamYard link for our Super Bowl weekend, Super Saturday, Ice Guys NHL Live BetCast. Saturday, February the 10th, 6 p.m. Eastern. And we will have three more BetCasts to follow that in the month of February. One more that will also be public, and then we'll have two Patreon-exclusive live BetCasts as well. And speaking of Patreon, make sure you sign up, guys. Now's the time, really. I mean, the card has been good lately. You know, it's been a nice run with the Patreon card, sides, totals, player props daily lately. We had a 9-0 sweep on Sunday which was just absolutely outstanding with sides and totals. Now's the time. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 per month. Uh, sides, totals, player props posted each and every day. Goalie charts, totals charts, and more bonus content. We're going to have some bonus videos posted over the All-Star break for our Patreon members that Alex and I will be recording this week. We're looking forward to that themed videos, You know, talking about jerseys, talking about home goal songs, uh, exciting stuff. Uh, available to Patreon members only, of course. Uh, so make sure you get involved. We are also going to have two of our four BetCasts in the month of February as Patreon-exclusive BetCasts. So the only way you'll be able to watch them or join us on those two Patreon-exclusive BetCasts is by becoming a Patreon.com slash member for just $10 per month. And again, the $10 per month goes a long way to keep this 
um, show going for the long term. So patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. And last but not least, the Ice Guys store. Get your gear, get your merch at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, if you missed the 20% off sale we had last weekend, do not worry. During the All-Star break, there will be a new deal popping up. So you check that out over at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. We've got all of our regular classic merch. We've got the draw season merch, the Talenders merch. Everything's there, fully in stock, ready for you. So shop right now at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. There we go. All right. Make sure it's great stuff there at the store. Make sure you check it out. All right. We're going to check out the bargain bin right now and see what we've got that we can uh, 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 take and buy some items, buy some uh, uh, bargain items tonight from one of the two games on the uh, Tuesday slate. Bargain bin special of the night. Uh, Alex, did you find anything bargain bin special worthy here tonight? Ah, man. You know, I'm looking through, and I hate to pass on a second day. You go first, and I'm I'm, I'm fine. I'm going between two things. So you lead off, and I'll, I'll come back. All right. I like it. Uh, I will uh, lead off indeed. Uh, as far as uh, the uh, props tonight, uh, there's a few. I just want to make sure, you know, we've got to always check up to the minute because the criteria with these, as always, is that we get a prop that is plus 300 uh, or better. Uh, I'm just taking a look. Is he plus 300 or better? He is. We're going to go with him. The captain of the St. Louis Blues, and he's barely uh Bargain bin price worthy, but he is. Batano in Ontario, that sports book, has him at plus 310 uh, to score a goal. But what can you say? He's on fire right now. He scored multiple overtime game-winning goals, including Sunday afternoon against the Los Angeles Kings. Let's take Braden Shen for the St. Louis Blues, plus 310 for my bargain bin special of the night. I think it's a great price still, plus 310 for a guy. The captain's heating up right now uh, yeah. for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, Alex, um, here you go. Speak now or forever holds your peace, man. <laughs> no, Bargain I got special. It. Yeah, and I'll check in the price, and it's perfect. So we're going with uh, Jared McCann to get a power play point for Seattle tonight, plus 325 and MGM and a couple of shots. You got to shop around and just, just barely making the cusp there. But uh, Jared McCann uh, on the point with that power play, of course, uh, centering the top line. He's been heating up. We saw him with a nice goal. Helped us catch that first period over uh, in the last game against Columbus. So, Getting taking him to get a power play point plus three twenty five. That's my bargain special play. There we go. And Rich H, I noticed lately, he seems to be chiming in with a uh, bargain bin play on in the uh, chat uh, uh, most times as well. He likes Robert Thomas, Bob Thomas, uh, two assists uh, plus three fifty, and he's had uh, two assists twice in the last five games. So there we go. Uh, liking uh, and I like I like Robert Thomas anything tonight. Goal pro- assist especially. Uh, you you name it, but uh, he's been involved in a lot of the offense as well for the uh, Blues uh, of late. All right, best bets to wrap things up here for this Tuesday edition of the show. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's go with that Seattle-San uh, Jose first period over one and a half. I've been riding the Kraken lately with this one, eight and two, the last 10 games to the first period over, and it's a really cheap price down to a dollar twelve at FanDuel. So we'll go Kraken Sharks first period over one and a half. That's my best bet this Tuesday. All right, there it is. And his best bet, I believe, Sunday was Columbus, Seattle over one and a half, which was also that big parlay hit for uh, part of that big parlay hit for Alex on Saturday. So uh, Seattle, San Jose over one and a half first period. uh, Best bet for Alex B. Smith. My best bet. It's going to be one of those five bets I've got on the Blue Jackets and Blues game. 
Columbus, St. Louis. I'm just trying to determine which one it will be. Let's just go with the full game over. Let's go with that. Over six and a half, five straight head-to-head overs between the Blue Jackets and Blues. Like I also like first period over, first period both teams to score. Blues team total over, draw uh, in that game as well. But we'll go over six and a half for the best bet uh, for this uh, Tuesday NHL card. Because I just have a weird feeling Blue Jackets are coming to play and they'll make it tough on St. Louis. They'll find some offense as well. Uh, Columbus, St. Louis, over six and a half, uh, minus 120. Uh, for my best bet for this Tuesday card. Uh, That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone uh, for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live. Oh, don't forget, Rich H., great point. Don't forget that sprinkle, 4-3 correct score. Seriously. Yep, Blues 4-3 and 3-3 correct score 60. Yep. Yep. Couple of bucks, that's it. 4-3 and four straight games for the St. Louis Blues. It's worth a look certainly with the price you're getting. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. Yay, one more show to go before the break. Uh, We're looking forward to a little four-day break. One more show to go. It's coming your way on Wednesday. We'll be back with you then tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of The Ice Guys. (laughs) 